welcome to a another installment, the opening day edition of the DR and DPZ Bowman Baseball Show. I'm coming from you live from my truck. Um, just got out of an executive meeting, so I am en route back home. But I uh, pulled over here, and we're gonna we're gonna shoot this show. I've got Daddy Rips over here, who's you know coming off not feeling so great this last week and this week, and we're all you know he's always ready to roll, pulling it together. Um, we thought we'd have a conversation about what happened uh, yesterday in opening days. Obviously, it's one game. We got a lot of baseball to play, but just some initial reactions of what we saw and uh, some other news about grading. So, TR, how you doing, man? How you um, doing better. Doing better. Doing a lot better. Uh, dogs are bark. The dogs are going to bark. My wife's coming home. It's all right. She's coming home with groceries right now, so the dogs are going to go crazy. But I'm um, doing better. Um feel better i still sound i don't my voice doesn't sound the same i still like it's it's like in my chest and stuff but it's mainly just the mornings and the nights you know how it goes it's during the day i have a cup of coffee and i i like pep up and perk up and then at night i'm like oh i just feel like i just feel like i'm dragging so but you know you got to push through so um yeah baseball man I'm, i'm just looking at the box scores from yesterday it was so exciting so uh an opening day's always always been exciting for us and even I mean just my family in general my dad's texting me you know we're Dodger fans and he's texting me throughout the whole day not even not even worried about Dodger games cuz I I think the Diamondbacks stink so I knew I, I figured we were going to handle that game last night but um uh exciting I think baseball being hyped in sports cards has really brought an extra buzz to baseball games now, and especially opening day. Last yesterday, I had people DMing me left and right just on like up to date Volpe, like uh, like pitch by pitch. I'm like, guys, I'm watching the game, you know, and I get yeah. like ball ball one. I'm like, dude, and I'm like, I'm watching, and they're like, he just walked. I'm like, I'm watching. Like, stop. <laughs> You know, one of the guys was ahead because I was like on I don't want I don't have TV. So I had to like go through this like back channel to get it. And he was like 10 seconds ahead. And he was like, well, BSB, you know, stolen base. And I was like, dude, come on, man. I'm trying to just enjoy the game. Just stop it. So but it's cool to see that because like last year there wasn't like people really weren't. I don't know. The buzz last year wasn't that big. I know that there was buzz around wit last year. Um but it was, yeah, it was awesome to see. I mean, Adley Rushman had a great game, five for five. Um, everybody was talking about Gunnar Henderson before the season, and then Adley comes out opening day and goes five for five. Um, Jordan Walker got a base hit. Oscar Colas got a base hit. So it was a good day. It was a good day. And, and I know a lot of people complaining about the rules change, and, you know, it's a good day for baseball. I mean, did you notice it though? I, I was listening to some some AM radio on the way into work early this morning, and in the, if with the Mariner game, you know, I didn't notice it. You know, they didn't make it very obvious in the in the broadcast because when you watch the game in the broadcast, it's in the lower left hand corner behind the batter's box where the logo yeah. is, and it only comes up once ten seconds is is left right yeah yeah so I, I feel they're not trying to make it some, not like the shot clock in basketball where it's becoming something or even you know in football you, you 
you don't want it to become part of the game. You want it to guide the game, but not become a, a part of the game. And it, it was a critical, you know, I think some games came down to it and I don't know if it had any impact on that as of yet. Uh, so I watched the Yankee Giants game. I was flipping back and forth between the Yankees Giants and the, and the Braves now, like the, obviously it was the first two games and I was, those are the, it seemed really fast, but then again, when I went back and looked, I was like, well, Cole, Garrett Cole, even Logan Webb, Webb giving up two home runs, they were throwing strikes and they were striking. They, it was, they were just getting quick outs. So I don't know if that had played, you know, probably played a little bit part of it, but um, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of against like these tweaks on the game. You know, it's like if you want to make, for me personally, it's like the best way to make baseball interesting again for everybody is just to shorten the season. Granted, a lot of people are not going to be for something like that because it's always been this and they always, you know, like, oh, what about stats? It's like, it's like, well, you know what? Football expanded the season and and everyone's fine with it. They they added games. It's like the only way for I I feel baseball people would tune in for longer towards the season into the season and pay attention more and and make make the, make every game count. You got to shorten the season. And then you could just then you don't need to worry about shortening the length of the actual game and like making people hurry up and so I don't know. That's that's how I feel, but um I don't think they'll ever do it just cuz of money-wise, money money reasons, right? I think yeah, I think money you know, with yeah. I, with TV rights, it makes it different. You know, the gates, you have these salaries these days, and they're all guaranteed. I think, and I honestly think the Major League Baseball Owners Association or uh, Major League Baseball Players Association is probably the most powerful union in sports, mm -hmm. the best union in sports. I don't see that ever happening. I also don't mind it either. Part of me likes the leisure of baseball. I mean, I think it, we talked about this earlier. If you're not a baseball fan right now, you're, you're not going to be one because of this. This isn't going to win you new business if you're Major League Baseball. I do think that records in baseball are more valuable. Individual records in baseball are more valuable because you have football, basketball. The one player has a more impact on the game, these singular players, and so championships are, are, are weighted more heavily. But in baseball, the individual stats matter more because, you know, an individual player, shout out to Scotty B. Cards. He did a great breakdown on how and why one singular baseball player cannot make that big of a difference in a baseball game, even if he's one of the best ever. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. is one. You can use him as an example. Ted Williams. Look at Mike Trout. I mean, I, I, I argue I mean, look that at, the, the stats. Look at Otani yesterday. Right. And we could go right into that. It's like yeah. the Angels might be. And I know this is going to be an overreaction, you know, overreaction. But the Angels might be the only organization to ruin two of the greatest talents yeah. in baseball history. Like just ruin their talent because Otani should be pitching in playoff games. He should be pitching in World Series games like. Just like not not getting him and Trout in playoff games is such a disservice to baseball and baseball fans. It's 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 incredible. And the Angels organization stinks. 
They stink. I, I don't care, man. I don't. If you have those two players, like stop going out and getting the 30 year old third baseman and these 30 year old outfielders and paying them 60, 70, 80 million dollars. And, and then they're not even playing the whole season. And then they're hurt. The money they're spending on these, on these overpaid, overaged at the athletes, they could fill their entire bullpen with, you know what I'm saying? Like they could go and get seven pe people to fill their bullpen and get rid of their bull. Like, it's just crazy to me. That's like, like yesterday, what was yesterday? They, they, they lose two to one. And, you know, Otani pitched six innings, 10 Ks, three walks. Like, how do you not, how do you not get some, like, put some, put some runs on the board, man. It's just like, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. If I, like, it pissed me off as a fan. It pissed me off as a fantasy baseball player. You know, I play fantasy baseball. I don't even have Otani on my team. And it pisses me off. I'm like, I would sit there and be like, that's so, it's such a waste. It's a waste. And then you lose the game. So, I don't know. That's uh, a rant. I don't know. It's a rant, but it's a valid rant because I think a lot of baseball feels the same way you do. Not just people, not just player collectors of Otani or Trout or anybody who has any serious money invested in either of those players. I think it's a it's a problem for baseball to have two of the premier players. I would say Trout is still in that conversation, but Otani has obviously become that guy to not be on a team that has a, a chance to win. It's yeah. like LeBron James playing for the uh, – th I'm just trying to find a team in, in basketball that's just awful. I mean, the, 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 the Orlando Magic, I mean, I think they've been not that great for a long time. I mean, basically playing there for 10, 15, 18 years and never going anywhere else, never exploring yeah. opportunities. And then the, and the league loses that opportunity to market that player – like they've lost the opportunity to market Trout effectively. Trout's kind of coming out a little bit more. He's got his golf course. He's gonna, he's he's building. He's you know him and Griffey in that nine innings game with that that Sandlot commercial is kind of fun. Um, I think Griffey's getting back into the conversation a lot more. I need to hide my Griffey fandom a little bit better than I do. But there's a lot of really cool baseballs. There's a bit more marketing. I also really enjoyed um, the patch that they're putting on baseball That's players. Sweet. That's so uh, cool. Fanatic. How they haven't thought of that before is beyond me, you know? It's like something that's sentimental, which kind of sucks, right? Because, like, if I was a player, I'd be like, I want to keep that. But they're like, nope, cutting it, putting it on a card. You know, I'd be like, I would track down my rookie card, like, wherever that card, that patch was, and I'm like, I'm keeping that. I'm finding that card. I'm going to buy it. So It's memorabilia, so you, it's not a surprise. Fanatics has a stronghold on that memorabilia sector. They're going to understand that space really well and how to how to leverage it. So it's great to see that they're thinking that way. Um, I got to give credit to Jeff Wilson and his he has a little group he invited me to um, that announces these types of things and that was cool to get that and throw you know learn about that. Um, again, I'm sure uh, Andrew and Cage will talk about this as well um, as well as another topic we'll we'll address today in today's call. But I, I think that um, the patch makes it interesting. I think any way you can create scarcity it kind of goes back to a conversation you and i've had before multiple times any way you can create scarcity in this hobby with a card with a chase because we have so many parallels the answer isn't to create more product more sets more parallels it's about creating a better chase creating yeah. more scarcity 
with certain cards and, and sets so that there's a real it, it, you need the Willy Wonka ticket to be pretty hard to get. It cannot be everybody gets one. You know, it's yeah. not the everybody gets a trophy situation. You, you want to have it be difficult to attain because, sure, I'd love to have every single cool card of the X player, but you're not going to it's not realistic and everybody's going to have it. And I think there's something about that that keeps the hobby alive. So then when you do get a certain kind of a card for a certain player that matters, you know, there's going to be value and and, and and viability with that that card because of because of the the brand the the the, the way, what matters about that particular set and that card and that particular parallel will matter for other players i mean think of the super fractors super fractors hold some value for almost anybody just because it's it's such a revered kind of card that needs to we need more of that in the hobby and so i think that that's a great move in that direction i hope there's more things like this in store especially for baseball. Cause I think in baseball, there's so many ways you can encapsulate a moment. Um, whether it be a, a bait, some of a base, um, stolen base record or something like a 40, 40 year, um, a piece of the ball, um, piece of the glove. It's just a lot of different things you can do. So how do we do that? How do we, I, I think, that? I think the best thing they could do is go back. They used to do it. Um, I remember, I remember seeing a. I'm going to say what what they should do, and then I'll I'll tell you where I saw it. Um, they need to start going back and dating the memorabilia and its game that it's worn. If it's a game worn memorabilia, it should say that on the back of the card. This piece of memorabilia is from, ba 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 game three of the World Series or whatever, you know a game you know whatever it might be. And I think that'll draw more people's attention and kind of go, hey, I went to that game. Like, I'd love to have that card. Like, I was at that game when Sammy Sosa hit this home run and that piece of jersey that he wore, I have it now on this card because I went out and bought it, you know? And I saw that on a Gronk rookie RPA. It was like, it was a a horizontal rookie RPA. And on the back, it said, the game or the, the game use patch on this card was from this game and this like, like game four Patriots versus this. And I was like, man, why don't they do that anymore? That's like, that's such, such a unique thing. Cause when, especially as you're opening cards and you turn it around, you're like, Oh, I wonder what, you know, where this, where this patch was from, where, you know, now, now that's just such a broad term, you know, Oh, it's player worn. Okay. Did he wear it in the locker room and then take it off? And then you guys cut it up. And then he put his actual game, you know, his game used one on. So it's just player worn. Like he just wore it or he wore it in practice. Or did you just like, you know, like throw it on his back real quick and then say it was worn and then cut it up. Like, I, I, I hate that. It's like, if you're going to, if you have to certify and verify every, every patch and that, that it's, you know, uh, like verify that patch, like just make it make it more personable when you're like putting in, putting a patch on there. That way, you know, you've, you've seen some of this stuff like they'll Panini uses a guy. It'll be a Laker card and he'll be on a Lakers. He'll be like, he's been on Lakers for the last two years, but it'll be a, a Suns patch. You're like, how did the Suns patch? And it's like, Oh, well he played for the Suns. Too. It makes sense. He played for the Suns two years ago. It's like, why are we doing that? You know, I don't know. It's just, it kind of gets like lazy. Just make it, make it. So there's more, um, 
I don't know, more you're connecting to the card more through through the memorabilia, whatever it is. I think um Topps Dynasty does that. Topps Dynasty has an on this day card. Yeah. I yeah, used yeah. To have, I used to have a Mike Trout on this day. It was cool. It had the had the hologram and it was actually there was a hologram and on the back there was this QC code you can you can and once you scanned it, it told you exactly whether it was legitimate, verified it, the game. Yeah, they he did it on triple threads, and I want to say diamond, not diamond icons, maybe another one, another one of the big ones. They had like the little sticker that you that you scanned, right? You could scan like the sticker on the back, or the or they even sometimes they put it on the patch, and you scan it, and it'll tell you where it's from. But um, yeah, like stuff like that, like that's cool, you know? Um, yeah, that that would be. I agree. Make that more of the. The exception, not the exception, but the rule. Like this is not something we just do for a particular set, but it's something that we do all the time. <clears throat> um, speaking of changes that we'd like to see, I don't know if this change is something that we wanted to see, but we found out, and I think it's been shared enough that it looks as if BGS Beckett is making an announcement at Mint. Which, if you're not familiar with, I mean, you're going to probably see this show <clears throat> after some of the mint shows that Andrew and Cager are, are having there and some of the people they're interviewing. So I'm sure this topic is going to get a lot of run, but I, I wanted to talk about it on our show because of how the impact it does have on our community, the Bowman Chrome community, the, the prospecting community, the baseball community is that Beckett looks to be changing their gem mint status to be a quad nine five in every subgrade of surface centering edges and corners Whereas if you have a nine anywhere, normally you'd still get a nine, a gem mint 9.5, but now it looks like that standard's changing. So I think it's, it's a long, a long time. It's been said that the BGS 9.5 min gem minimum gem would have been akin to a PSA nine. Now it looks like it's literally becoming the case. What are your thoughts on that? A lot of people hold BGS 9.510 first Bowman Chrome autos and all the different parallels. I mean, those are the first ones I ever bought. I still hold a few of them. Um, what do you make of that? And, and is there going to be a price discrepancy? Is there going to be a concern of those holding the the min gens or now PSA nines that still think, are, are less money than the than the BGS nine point fives? It's not official yet. So April first is tomorrow. So we'll see if they're doing some sort of April Fools just to stir up some buzz. Right? A lot of people do this. It's a clickbait thing. They're getting yeah, everybody. They're getting everybody <laughs> talking about their company. They're getting everybody sh shitting on their company right now. And I'm gonna take if it's true. I'm taking the opposite approach of everybody else. Is oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. It's like everybody. Um, Lameem James just posted something on on his thing, and he's he's like the meme, this the the card hobby like meme page. <clears throat> and he said like everybody bitched at BGS during COVID for not doing anything not changing things, not adapting, not evolving. And now everybody's bitching at BGS for adapting, for evolving, doing things different. I think it would be better. I think you need to bring the discrepancy between a PSA 10 and a BGS 9510. That gap needs to be closed. The only way you close that gap is you make the gem, the gems, the, the true gem and the gem pluses BGS 10s. Now people will see a 10 and that will be like, well, it's, it should be on par with the PSA 10. I think, I believe they're still going to have the pristine 10s, right? Which is going to be 
you know, three tens and a nine five, right? And then they'll have the black yeah, label. That looks like it's going to be the same, and that has less of a concern, in my opinion, because the subgrades, many, the subgrades dictate the pristine. It's the Mingem crowd that are, I think, have a have a dog in the fight here that would have something to say negatively about it because they're like, well, wait, is my card a PSA nine now, and should it be the same value? But it's actually still worth more. Case in point, the BGS nine point five Mike Trout. Um, first Bowman Chrome Auto. I own a nine five ten, but mm-hmm. it's an it's a minimum gen, right? It's still a nine five ten. It's still worth more than the PSA nine, mm-hmm. but it's not worth as much as the PSA ten. So what's that card going to be worth now? Yeah, I've always said uh, it's going to be more than a PSA nine. It's it has to be. I think, but why? Well, I mean, it's because so so. What are your subgrades on that card? My subgrades on that card, and the reason I bought this particular card is I look, obviously, you don't just buy a card because it's cheaper. I bought this particular card because of the Sharper Auto, and the there's one 10 subgrade, actually. There's a mm-hmm. subgrade 10 on the edges or the corners. I can't remember correctly, but the 9 comes on centering, and the card okay. looks very centered. And I know okay. BGS is a bit more stringent on centering than PSA. So I figured if it would ever cross, it would be that would have the best chance. So, so, so you you have a BGS nine five ten, correct? You have one nine, one ten, and two fives, two nine fives, correct? Okay, ninety percent plus. If you cross that over, it's a PSA ten. Yeah, some people would say much less of a of a ratio there, but I I, I felt comfortable. I, I'm only saying that because you have a ten, and PSA is pretty lenient on centering. They're That's pretty lenient on That's centering. I've seen some cards that are visibly off centered get PSA tens because you know uh, the, the, what's what's the rule? They say like you can only get. You can only get a, a point higher than your lowest grade or something like that. You could only get like the highest, like whatever your lowest grade is, you can get. A, so if your lowest grade is a nine and everything else is really high, it's going to get a 10. So I don't know. That's, that's my theory. I, 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 I've always, this goes back years ago. We've talked about it and I've always thought that it should, there should be more of a percentage points. Like there should be, nine two fives and nine fives and nine seven like you might as well you know at this point just there should be a grading scale system that way that way it's 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 easier it's it's out of a hundred and oh i got a 97 i got this is a 92 like you know i don't know i don't know if that's the that's the way to, to approach it but i i like it the Beck the beckett's doing it you know because quite frankly if you have a gem plus if you have a card especially i'll, I'll give you an example uh, a wander franco true blue Nine five nine five ten. Mm-hmm. It's a gem. It's a it's a true gem plus. You got two nine fives and two tens, right? That yeah. card goes for four grand. And then you have the PSA ten is doing forty five hundred. There's no way that should be the discrepancy. You know, when people look at that card and go, okay, that's ninety five percent of the time you cross that over, that's a ten. Like PSA is gonna give that a ten. Those numbers should be like within just within 5% of each other of, you know, that's how it should be in my opinion. So I don't know if they're doing that to go, Hey, we're going to try to just bring up the the level of BGS and close the gap, which I'm all for closing the gap. 
because, um, you know, what happens if PSA rebottles? Let's say PSA rebottles and they start doing a um, PSA pristine. Let's just call I, I don't know. They probably not be able to do that. But then people freak out. Well, what about my PSA 10s? What does that make my P-? It's like, well, now you have a card that's going to match the BGS pristine, right? Like, because BGS Pristine is always sells higher than PSA 10. Always. Without that, you have a PSA 10 and you have a BGS Pristine 10 right now, they sell. They sell for more than the PSA 10. So, what if PSA rebuttaled and was like, all right, well, we're going to do our own style of Pristine. We're going to call it PSA, you know, whatever it might be. It's going to be a 10 and it's going to, what if it's a 10, 10 plus? What if they just put 10 plus on all their slabs? That that's, they're considered their Pristine then you're going to be like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think it's BGS's way to like kind of close the gap and and match their things with PSA. That's my opinion, but I, I don't know. I, I like it, but okay. I'm, but I'm, but I'm also, I like it because, because we, we like Bowman and I like to see that stuff in Bowman's labs. And when I see a 10 on a card, I'm like, Oh, I, I get so excited at the, at shows. I see a card. I'm like, Oh my God, this is yeah. a 10 BGS. No, 10. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's synonymous with the brand and with this community. So that's why I felt it was necessary to have a little conversation about it. We'll let the, 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 the bigger heavy conversation land and um, maybe Andrew and Cage can dive into that a bit more deeper and how it affects the rest of the market. But as far as how it affects our market, that's kind of how I see it. Um, there's, there's both sides of that coin. I think it's good to even it up because it takes away that discrepancy, that conversation eliminates it. But, you know, whenever you and there's always inertia, whenever you move, move something somewhere, everybody's affected differently. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, whether this is even real or not. Um, but, yeah, and maybe there'll be a lot of reholdering yeah. and a lot of crossover attempts from a lot of people. So maybe this is a way to generate business from everybody. Really, it might have just made PSA a lot of money as well. Um, moving along. Now, do, you think, uh, do you think real quick, do you think yeah. that that's going to change? Like, do you think they're going to tighten down on the grading? You know what I'm saying? um from who's not be as will not be as loose like all right we're gonna we're gonna add this but we're gonna really really crack down on the grading and and make sure that nothing slips through the cracks and and you know i think if you're a psa 10 holder right now you just won Mm -hmm. i think if you're a psa 10 holder you won i think for the longest time and it's it's one of the reasons why i moved a lot of my stuff into psa 10 if i had nine fives or I sold them off. Um, I only have a couple. I have that Trout. I have that Acuna, but it has two 9.5s, two 10s. I have a Griffey Pop 1, Credentials PGS 9.5, but it's a Pop 1, and there's like hardly any PSA 10s, and I don't even care about that one. That's out of 299, whatever. Um, I don't think it will cross either. I think that's another issue, too. I think PSA is not going to be taking all these crosses in and going, oh, hey, you got a PSA 10. Just because you're feeling a little bit frustrated with now this min gem you have, you want to try to cross it. I think that's going to be more difficult to do. I don't think any of these cards cross very easily. So I think there's that. I think PSA 10s have been more difficult to get in general. So I think you're going to have a, a you're going to have BGS grading more aggressively because they're going to want their gem mint to be special, mm-hmm. more special than the PSA 10. So that's going to allow that's going to make them grade more you know, stringently, I think you're going to have PSA tens become more difficult and they're going to have a harder time trying to to help you with that. Or they're going to have a harder time. You're going to have a harder time gaining a PSA 10 because of that. 
So I think in general, the Gen Mint card is going to be harder to attain. And I just don't know if that's such a bad thing. Yeah, I really don't. And I think that if you if you're geared towards buying colors and serial number cards and refractors and autos, it's they're not as prevalent in the right card, the right set anyway. So I feel like you're as long as you're targeting the right product, you should still be OK with a nine. So I feel like the nines are going to get a little bit more love, too. Not so much BGS nines, maybe PSA nines, maybe BGS nines. Who knows? all about the card but i think overall i think grading is going to become more stringent because everybody's going to want to have the premium grade from the premium product i think beckett's amazing i also think psa is amazing i'm kind of torn between the two but i feel safer with a psa 10 than i do with the bgs 9.5 right now yeah and i know i know the podcast is, is you know we got you know um beckett as a as a sponsor i love beckett i have i've had a ton of beckett and I will, from a value standpoint, buy them. But I, I just don't know if I feel as safe with that right now, judging how one brand is doing catch up to do something and another brand is not. This car is like lighting off right in front. This is the problem with doing the commercial in at a parking lot. You're going to get all that loud. I'll try <laughs> to ignore that. Um, I, I think that Beckett's trying to catch up to PSA by doing this and doing that in order to great um, is doing all this stuff in order to try to catch up. And um, you're gonna have to talk for a minute here. I got this awesome. No, you're good on his car. <laughs> like, is that's because that's what we're all about, you know? Oh um, yeah. No, I, anyway, I, I think, I, I think it's I think. good. I, I like it. Um, I'm not against it. I mean, listen, man, when it comes down to it, it's Beckett and PSA. I, I don't give I any credibility to any other grading company out there. I'm sorry to all you guys who love the tuxedo look. I'm sorry to that company. Um, I just – I don't like the look. I don't like the feel. I don't like the comps. <laughs> so, And people are always – in a, the counter argument to that is, like, well, you're going to – the only way to get better comps is you got to get more people into slabbing their cards and all that. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, when when you got somebody who has a bit hits a big card, they hit a monster card, and it's and you're talking a life changing difference between an SGC nine five ten and a BGS nine five ten. It's like when you're talking those big differences, some every you're gonna go BGS, and, so, and especially when someone tells you, hey, like you're gonna get ten thousand dollars more for this fifty thousand dollar card if you put it into a BGS slot. It's like, why am I? Why would I even consider? You know. So, um, when it comes down to it, those are the two. So, and they're they going to the be two. the two. They're going to be the two. And you never know. I Beckett might take that lead again. You know, maybe PSA 10 and Beckett are, they flip flop. Who knows? I, I just think it's between those two and I feel comfortable. I feel safer with PSA 10 right now because I just haven't seen it change, but I haven't been in this hobby long enough to, to really make an informed statement on that. There are people that have been in this hobby much, much longer than I have. I'm coming off the fact that I've, you know, lost money selling between PSA 10s and 9.5s. And I've seen that discrepancy in the market. So I'm basing it off that the last few years. But that hasn't always been the case. So I think it, 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 it bears time to see how this all shakes out. But I do agree with you. I do, I do think it's those two brands. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've always kind of maintained that. I've owned like maybe two or three SGC slabs in my life. And I love the way they yeah. feel. They're amazing. But uh, I just don't think the value is there. The grading might even be astringent, but I just 
it's demand, it's market, it's your brand. It's, yeah. it is what it is, man. You can't <clears> do much about it. Anyway, so we're running up on time. I want to try to make this a little shorter. I want to ask you a question. I know Tani hit a, or Tani had a great game and Aaron Judge hit a home run. That's awesome. Game one. But, um, and, and I, that's, they may prove to be a great team. Who are you liking more as the season plays out? Are you putting your chips on the table? If you get a bet, you get a bet on Anthony Volpe or Volpe or Jordan Walker. Who do you feel more confident leaning into? If you're going to pick out of those two guys to have a more meaningful 2023. I think uh, Volpe will, will be more loved because he's in New York and he's from there. And it's like the, it's like that. I mean, it's really like a movie script. You know, the guys, the kid grew up there. He only wanted to play shortstop for the Yankees. Now he's playing shortstop for the Yankees, but seeing Jordan Walker, like his stature, how yeah. big he is. He's like, a big boy. He's the type of player that he's going to get crossed up on, on sliders and changeups and curveballs, and he's still going to get hits. Like the hit, the his he he got one hit yesterday, and he and he was he was out in front. It was I think it was a changeup, and he still just pissed on the ball up the middle. And I'm like, man, this guy's this guy was wasn't even he was totally out in front and just kind of and I mean still hit the hell out of the ball. I think he's gonna be, and he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be real special. So watch for him because when he he when he starts cranking out them home runs, people are going to be like, what the hell? When he's hitting these 450 foot bombs on the regular, people are going to be like, why didn't I, but why didn't I collect him? Why didn't I go? It's like, well, you had your chance. Yeah. No, you had your chance. All right. So in the comments below guys, let us know what you think. Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe, Volpe. Volpe. Listen, yesterday was great. Yesterday was a great day of baseball. We had a wander home run. O'Neill Cruz hit a home run. Al- Jordan Alvarez hit a home run. I, I, you couldn't have asked for like a better start to the season. Even I know, uh, you know, I mean, Seattle won. You know, you have to be stoked. They they shut out the Indian. Well, sorry, the Guardians. Um, you know, the Astros lost. Yes, everybody can. <laughs> everybody can get excited about that. Yeah, so, we can all get excited about that. We can share an uh, excitement with the Astros struggling. Uh, no, I think it's great. I. I I always wish I just waited on selling and moving my wander and other people like that. I'm hanging on to Acuna. I mean, he's my horse, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, he's my horse in this race, but you know, Acuna was, you know, you start to get, you start to kind of wonder too, with you, you get up in years and the Bowman Chromes, like, you know, I think that was one of the last years there weren't so many of those first Bowman Chromatos. Mm-hmm. You start getting into 18, 19, there just seems to be so many of them. Um, there's more of them. So, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Not only that, like the the base skyrocketed because they yeah, they so, they made more parallels, yeah. but because but, they made more parallels, right. they had to add way more base to fill those. So who knows how many base they made? I mean, I think we tried to do the math one time, and I we 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 thought there was a round combined through all the parallels, colors, everything. We thought there was around five thousand. We thought. And that's, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you have to be really good. I'm trying to think about Mike Trout's first Bowman Chrome Auto and all the different parallels. How many are there? And, and like, how many are there in general? And how many are there in Gem Mint? I can, you know, you, you can look at the, the data for Gem Mint, then you look at the data because, like, the first Bowman Chrome Auto is like, oh, this is great. I have this really cool card. And 
then it's like, is it really that great though? Or is people buying yeah. colors? And it's like, but when you compare it to someone did it, I can't remember who did it. And I, I could be wrong. I, I think it's around, I, I don't even, I know we're at like 35 minutes right now. I'll, you know, you have, you know, the refractors are 499 and then you have the, the speckles of 299 and then you have the purple to 250 and then you have the blue to 150 and the blue ray wave to 150. You have, you know, atomic, green, yellow, gold, orange, red, one of one. I, I'm probably missing a couple in there. Um, and then you obviously have orange wave or orange shimmer or red wave, red shimmer, all that stuff, right? I want to say it's probably between three to 5,000 Bowman Chrome autos. And that's just like guesstimating. They probably made 1,500 plus of the base autos per player, right? But when you put it in, when you put it in retrospect, someone did it. It was like, they did like the Lamello rookie autos and how many rookie autos he has. And it's like somewhere in the range of like 40,000 rookie autos. In right. Different sets. Just... It's like, you think that you're like, okay, it's not that much. It's not really not that many cards, you know, especially when it's, it's the card to chase. Right. But it all comes down to demand. And I think with baseball yeah. prospecting, if it fits the right guy, yeah, it might, it might be, it might be not enough. But if it and if depending on and if you factor in the true colors, then it starts to whittle that list down for the right guy. Then maybe you've got the recipe for success. But if it's not the right guy, then you just got a lot of cards that no one cares about. And that's just the way it goes with prospecting. All right. Daddy's picked a rip. You got anything or, or was it or is that that Jordan Walker, Anthony Volpe? <laughs> the, the uh uh watch out for Ezekiel Tovar for the Rockies. That's all I got to say. For the Rockies. Okay. Rockies. Yeah, Ezekiel Tovar. Really? Ezekiel yeah. Tovar. Tovar. Watch Remember that name, him. fellas. Remember that name, what, Ezekiel what Tovar. Product, and what product is he in? He is in 2021 Bowman Chrome. Got it. Ezekiel Tovar, 2020, 2021 Bowman Chrome. He is auto only. He has no base cards. He's auto only. He's a really good player. Trust me. <laughs> we'll trust you hey friends thanks for joining us another episode in the bag um let's enjoy opening weekend there's a lot of more games to be played gosh i can't even tell you how excited i'm the same with my dad we start texting it's a blast we're so happy when baseball's back it, it's it means spring is coming the sun the sun is coming good weather up here in the pacific northwest it means we don't have rain at least not as often which is really nice um yeah but we're really looking forward to it and yeah leave your comments below anything anything any questions any anything so let us know how we're doing anyway you can check out obviously luca nation any show on there we got black jaded wolf and cage and then caged we've got the luca nation you know andrew and cage and their shows uh you got this show here you got the collective series coming up with some more episodes and you know we're sponsored by beckett man hey let's go maybe this news is real looking forward to hearing more from mitt you guys have yourself a great weekend and take care. Thanks, guys. With nearly 40 years as the most trusted resource for collectors, dating back to the first Beckett magazine in 1984, Beckett has been the brand that bridges generations of the hobby. We're happy to be partnering with Beckett and look forward to keeping you all updated on the big things happening at the company in 2023. Beckett. It's the name you know and the name you can trust.